Join spiritual feminist and empowerment coach Joni Advent Maher for Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow. Listen in for intimate conversations about money, transformation, and feminine sovereignty. And now, your host, Joni Advent Maher. Welcome to Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow. I'm your host, Joni Advent Maher, empowerment coach and spiritual feminist, and I'm here today with Melissa Halsey, a clairvoyant and spiritual teacher with over 30 years experience. Welcome, Melissa. Hi, Joni. So let me just share a bit about you. Melissa uses her gifts, her unique gifts, to empower people to find a way to live in our shifting and changing world. So thanks for coming to talk with me today and share your unique perspective on money and flow. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for inviting me. I'm very happy to be here. Yes. So I would love to hear how money from your experience is showing up in your journey, has shown up in your life. Just what can you tell us about that? Yeah, I think um kind of starts with um, early life, early background, childhood. I uh, grew up in the West where uh, most of us did, in the Western world where uh, we're very, you know, affluent. We have a lot of um, creature comforts. And I grew up in a particularly affluent area of, of New York and, and um, a, a lot of abundance from the material uh, level all around me. At the same time, I was going to um, Catholic school. I have 14 years of Catholic school, so there was a lot of uh, uh, reflection on missionary work and different people coming to the school, showing us movies and so on and so forth. And I remember in particular one time seeing, um, I think it, I'm not sure if it was South America or Africa, but seeing a movie on people collecting garbage, collecting um, cans, tin cans from the garbage and cutting them with a machete and stacking them up and getting, you know, dragging these loads of tin and selling them for a few cents somewhere. And I remember thinking, oh, we have so many cans at home, we could just send them. And I think that mm-hmm. started me really noticing, um, you know, the extreme lack in some areas of the world and the extreme abundance in others and wondering how to bring that into balance. Yes. Yes. And that's a question you've worked with, it seems like, your whole life, perhaps, from what I've known of you. Yes, that is a question that has been, um, when you ask about how money is part of the journey, I would say the idea of materialism versus uh, versus spiritualism has definitely been um, a, a crux point in my life that I've thought about and wondered about and wondered how to create a solution to bring more balance and abundance to everyone. Because I really do believe that universally there is a flow and that there is um, excess usable energy always available in that flow. So how come mm-hmm. some have and some don't? And how can we solve those problems and how can we solve our own individual struggles around 
what we consider lack in our personal journeys and personal lives and what we consider abundance. So that mm-hmm. those have definitely been drivers for me, yes. So what what have you come up with? <laughs> what what are what do you know today? <laughs> well, um very briefly, I think that, you know, as I grew older, um I joined a lot of uh, Bread for the World, Amnesty International, a lot of different groups, a lot of different um try, ways to try to work in the world to bring that balance and it went out and at one point I thought that, you know, getting uh, uh getting more money, having more uh, write bigger checks, the ability to give away more was the answer. And at a certain point, I began to realize, you know, there's never enough. It's like shoveling sand against the tide. The more money I would seem to throw toward the problem, the more uh, lack I would see somewhere, the more need I would see somewhere. And I eventually realized that, you know, as much as I can give away, I don't um, have enough to solve the problem. So I guess I realized at that point that money or material wealth was not the answer, and I began to look towards um, the solutions coming from relationships, coming from caring, coming from caring about other people and um, building stronger connections with that divine feminine flow that you're talking about, that um, Mm -hmm. caring, compassion, and nurturing for other people, for the planet, and... uh, that turned me towards the direction of recognizing that um, the divine flow is there, and if we can tap into it and share it and create, you know, oceans of peace within ourselves, other people mm. can nourish, nurture themselves from that space. Mm. Mm. Yes, I like that idea. So when you say other people can nurture themselves from that space, they don't necessarily have to be in direct contact with you. Is that what you're saying? Like it can be someone in a, in a remote place or you are speaking about in a more direct uh, relational way. Good question, Joni. Actually, I think I'm probably speaking about both. Again, there's that idea of balance, the individual and the collective so mm-hmm. you, mentioned, you mentioned in the introduction um, my clairvoyant ability, and one thing a clairvoyant sees when we're working with people is that people are these energy fountains, and I believe mm-hmm. the happier, the richer you are in your own heart and in your relationships and in your um, connection to your divinity, the richer energy you're putting out into the world. So it's like a fountain in the square that just... Um, you know, abundantly shoots off water and people can just come and put their buckets in and get water or sit by it and be nurtured. So I think the mm-hmm. more you, you know, sometimes it's more personal, like you're putting your cup in and you're getting your water out of the fountain and sometimes you're looking at a distance and your just heart is opening from it. So collectively, mm-hmm. I think each individual that moves into a space of richness and balance and love and connection is contributing to a whole collection of that vibration that keeps shifting and shifting like a pebble in a pool, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So from from that perspective, from that clairvoyant perspective um, that can see us as energy beings and um, relating to 
money. I, I know you and I had a conversation earlier about money as being another form of energy. Um, I, I guess from a clairvoyant perspective, how does that all fit in, in you know, in terms of money or, you know, financial flow or abundance or what have you? I think we are, um, you know, I think we would all agree we're in a greater uh, time of change, and a lot of that change is a change in consciousness. So when I started this path 30 years ago, um, the principles or the thoughts or the things that brought me to it, like looking at the world and worrying about the environment or worrying about that we're using up resources or that there is an imbalance in resources for other people, um, those things, when you look out at the news right now or Facebook or any of these things, you see people are very aware of it now. They're a little less aware of it um, or the collective, the, the large aspect was a little less aware of it than we are now. We're all aware of it now. And people yeah. are, you know, even struggling or trying to balance um, how to deal with all this realism and, you know, how to move back to simple so everywhere you look, you see simpler simplicity, you know, um, mm -hmm. people looking to simplify their lives because with all the material stuff we've collected, we've clogged up the environment and we've kind of clogged up the flow. So I like to think in terms of abundance as, you know, a, uni you know, a universal flow. You can you know, think of it as flow, like Florence, like a short name for Florence, like the divine feminine. That I want to get friendly, that, you know, that I want to be able to have a relationship to. And for me to have that relationship with flow, I need that relationship uh, fluidly to move within myself. So as a clairvoyant, I look at what might be in the way of finding a balance in the world. And I talk to people all the time, thousands of people, and, of course, material aspect is something that's going to come up. You know, how do I feed my children? How do I get a job? How do I pay my mortgage? Whatever it is. So there's kind of an exhaustion that I'm hearing from people day to day. You know, like, I don't want this job anymore. I don't want to be in corporate. I, I don't want all this stuff. It's exhausting taking care of this mortgage, this house. This. So people are sort of stopping the, um, what would you say, flow that they're in. They're realizing they kind of have to mm. stop it flow, they have to re mm -hmm. sort of connect something more natural in themselves. So in 2003, um, my guidance suggested that I you know, start to do abundance plans, and um, I was asking about my own flow because I, I work from guidance and I do spiritual work, and like you and everyone else probably listening to this call, I had to pay bills and raise a child, and she needed special education, and um, my flow was not very, you know, was not very abundant. What I found over the years is that it would adjust. Once I trusted myself and trusted my inner knowing and listened to guidance, my flow would adjust to what I needed. So I never really mm. seemed to have more than I need. I have mm -hmm. enough. Um, I pretty much live, um, you know, through a flow and have been for 30 years. So I would have enough to pay my rent, pay the bills, and it would be down at the end of the month. And I'd be starting over at the beginning of the month. There's no savings. There's no 401ks. There's no, there was no insurance, health insurance, things like that. So 
but I haven't lived in lack. I've lived in you. You've seen me in life, and you probably wouldn't have thought that I lived in lack. Um, where some people might consider that a real lack, the way I was living. Um, so I always had what I needed. My daughter always had what she needed. And I realized that a lot of um, thoughts, ideas, and mindsets are the things that set the flow, set your own personal flow, what you believe mm-hmm. about deserve, what you yeah. believe about what you're capable of, yeah. what you about what money is or, you know, self-esteem or whatever has a lot to do with how your flow goes, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think we've worked with people a lot on not necessarily how to get something. So I ended up writing this little 30-day affirmation program booklet, and it's not about let me visualize bringing a house towards me or lots of money towards me or this or that. It was more um, how do I start to work with the flow, and then how do I start to work with my own inner knowing, because I do believe on some level we kind of all – have an inner knowing we just have to find it you know we know how to operate in this world we know how to move forward and then finally about um growing you know that it's a constant growth that we're in and for our energy to thrive balance and grow and then our physical reality to thrive um, benefit and grow we need to be coming from a different perspective And I realized looking back at all my need for more, you know, money to write bigger checks or whatever it was, I realized at a certain point this is not the right way to do it. My perspective is skewed. I need to find out what my belief or my perspective is. And I realized that I believed in lack. So I had to find Mm -hmm. a way to get into connecting to this idea of abundance, of richness, of living in a flow of love. And to do that, I had to get out of the survival mode and learn how to get into the thrive mode. Mm, Yes. I guess what I'm (laughs) saying is being happier and being feeling love and having that kind of flow in your life is what's really going to change the abundance. You know, it might not change the numbers in your bank account right away or your type of mm-hmm. car, but as you change, you will see the materials start to shift with you. You will see mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have. I have seen that. I have absolutely. I've I've experienced everything that you have described, and the power of the beliefs, and the power of how we value ourselves, and maybe all the stories or ideas of what money is or, pardon me, what, um, you know, whether we deserve it or don't or or all of those things. It's, yes, it's very powerful words. And I have used your 30-day plan, and it's it's wonderful. In fact, one of my favorites that comes back to me pardon me, now and again, is um, the affirmation about, I think it's love, light, and heart's wisdom are the trustees for my trust fund. Is that, do you remember <laughs> <Yeah>. that? <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah. And to have a perspective like that, which is so radically different <laughs> 
from your traditional um, trustee for a trust fund. <laughs> it's very powerful. Mm. So you were mentioning – go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I think that you – I think you said something in um, earlier when we were speaking about the idea of specific times in your life when maybe you did trust flow um, or certain points in your life where – money came up and you grew into, um, you know, a different ideal about it or a different thought? I think you said you had a yes, about yes. That, I do have a question about that. So do you have something you'd like to share? I would. Um, you know, I'm 64 now. Well, I will be in August. I'll be 64 this year. And at different times, I think we do get into different mindsets. And especially, this is a, a feminine program, especially as women, we get into different mindsets about who we are, who the world has told us that we are, you know, what we're worth, what we need to be doing. And um, two years ago, I, I moved to another part of the country. I moved from the New York area to the um, west coast of the California area. And I'm in a town, a, a lovely town, um, that happens to have a lot of retired people. And um, my focus had shifted because my daughter was off on her own, and so I found myself thinking somewhat about myself again and my own, not my personal spiritual journey, which is a big part of what I think about, but my physical journey. Oh, I'm 64. I've never thought of a retirement plan or I've never thought of a 401k or I've never thought of, um, you know, having this lump sum or this protective thing or, or whatever it is. And so, you know, I began to sort of get worried again and go through some of my old thought forms. At this point, my practices of mindfulness or, you know, meditation um, showed me that this was on my mind and I was starting to think about this and what if I get sick, what if I get old, I don't have insurance, blah, blah, blah. And um, so I do think at different points you're going to plug into different vibratory patterns that um, – you will magnetize towards you based on, you know, who you think you are at the moment. So at that moment, I all of a sudden thought, oh, I'm an old woman alone, <laughs> you know, not married, <laughs> you know, with an income that is a total flow that, oh, what if it stopped, you know, or what if I couldn't do it anymore? And so mm. it, it brought me through another interesting journey of um, looking at thought forms and looking at fears and looking at manifestations. So a manifestation coming up with the first year of my taxes and, oh, my gosh, I, uh, you know, that's going to take, you know, everything I've got to pay those taxes and just going through this and then lasting about maybe 15 minutes and then realizing, oh, wait, I trust in the garden and Kuan Yin and I've been through this before and it's worked. So what am I getting so bent out of shape again? And then I started breathing and balancing again, and boom, the flow was back. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, realized that the fear that I had manifested actually immediately changed. So it had all started because my accountant called me, and he was telling <laughs> me that I had this um, huge tax bill that – uh, the only good news was is that I actually had $8,000 in the bank left from the sale of my house and my move, and I was like, wow, first time I've had that much money in the bank in many, many years, and I was very excited, and um, the tax bill was $8,000. So the good news was, mm -hmm. I, after I got grumpy, is that I had the money to pay it, but the bad news was that, you know, I had to sort of go through that 
issue. I couldn't get him on the phone to find out why it was so much because I'd been paying my quarterlies and everything. And then finally when I, I went to the park to th- think it all over, watched my thoughts, moved out of it, finally when I reconnected with Kuan Yin, started breathing again and being back in the flow and felt peaceful and realized, oh, been there before, been through worse, it'll work. Went, you know, basically realizing I'm going to be fine. Went home, was able to get the accountant on the phone. He said, I don't know, there's this extra $40,000 of income that I don't know what to do. And I was like, oh, well, that was from the sale of my house. He was like, oh, <laughs> I was putting it in as income. So he reshifted it, and I actually got money back and was able to save my $8,000. <laughs> but the bigger bonus of the whole thing was the realization of, I got myself caught up in a belief system again that I was old and done and wouldn't be taken care of. And, you know, there's a lot of systems around older women in our society, for sure. (laughs) Right. And I, I think that it is you that I've heard it from even just the idea that sometimes we're plugging into these thought forms that aren't necessarily our own or that we're running, you know, we might tap into these fears that are in the collective that we end up um, processing or feeling, um, and and they are the kinds of things like that, you know, I'm old and I'm done and no one's going to take care of me, that can stop our sense of flow. Is, exactly. is that right? Exactly. Yeah. And- you hit the nail on the head when you said that, like, we sort of plug into a collective. So if you're a young um, African-American male in the inner city, you're going to plug into certain thought forms that society has about you. If you're, uh, you know, uh, a, a tall, blonde, shapely, you know, Marilyn Monroe-type female, you plug into thought forms, right? <laughs> People are going to... You know, somebody told me the other day, um, she uses a term when she makes a mistake, oh, I'm being blonde. And I finally said to her, why Why do you say that? You have brown hair, you know? And she said, oh, you know, it's just like 50 blonde. And I was like, no, I, I don't know, <laughs> you know? So I, I think that it's very, you know, just by virtue of the fact of whatever little shape we're wearing right now, we are immediately put into categories, and those categories are powerful. Right. And so one of the things I have learned from you over the years is the the importance of mastering our own mind and how we choose to use our thoughts um, so that we can have choice around those collective streams and how much credence or power we want to give them. Absolutely true. And there is a, um, you know, there's a journey to get through those. So I think just yesterday morning on the Sunday call was saying something about whether it's individual or it's collective, to make that connection to the divine force, to spirit, to God, goddess, whatever you call mm-hmm. it, have to get through the layers of your belief systems, your emotional uh, patterning, and your soul scars. So it's like we're cracking through. Um, walls or we're cracking the shell of the nut, you know, and we're expanding and expanding. So we hit those contractions, and I think that's part of the journey that's happening right now, the expansion that's taking place in the consciousness 
um, you know, is cracking through layers. So we look around, it looks like our world is cracking up and falling apart. Well, if we look at it from the perspective, these are the shells just breaking, they need to break for the expansion. Uh, we can find that divine flow again, and we can feel that connection, we can feel that love um, from the universe, and then we're able to share that love and affection with within our relationships with the people around us, and boom, the flow is present again. Mm, yes. And it does seem to me, and I, I don't know what you observe, but that idea of breaking through those beliefs and the layers and the, <clears throat> pardon me, soul scars, as you said, that some for some people it seems either they're more dense or harder or it's just a more challenging journey for some than others to open to flow or to open uh, to that universal love, as you said. Yes. I mean, I think the deeper the hurts go, um, the deeper the pain goes, um, the thicker the walls will get. And that's where we can be compassionate with those that seem, you know, utterly and extremely dense sometimes. I think we have examples right now in our world if we look at the politics or we look at, you know, just some ideas that seem so archaic and so old and patriarchal and whatever. But I think we can, can have compassion when we realize that those shells, you know, toughen up and harden ultimately to protect something vulnerable. And that can help us um, move beyond projecting on them and, you know, deepening and quickening and opening more to the, the flow of love in our own beings. Mm-hmm. And I, I think sometimes – go ahead. Oh, no, no. I was going to say, uh, what do they say? Be the change that you want to see in the world. Be the change yourself, something like that. Yes. It, yes. It's easier to change ourselves than to change the rest of the world. <laughs> <laughs> right. And sometimes we have to start the compassion with ourselves because yes. sometimes we're hardest. It seems there are some people, anyway, that are hardest on themselves and yeah. others do more projecting out. And I think that tends to be, since this is a, a, a program on the divine feminine, I think that definitely tends to be a, a pattern that women have, you know, being harder on themselves, uh, striving for this perfection at the same time for generations being told that you're not as smart as, not as good as, not as capable. You know, it's only the last, you know, 100 years or so that we're even voting, you know? Um, yeah. There are a lot of ways that the equality and the balance is still not there in the outer world. You know, women get paid less for doing the same job and, you know, so on and so forth. So I think, you know, yeah. there's a lot of layers that uh, we are all working through, both individually and collectively. The good news is, is that there's movement. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there is. There absolutely is. So do you have any specific wisdom that you would want to share, um, either on this topic of accessing flow, you, you've shared quite a lot, or as a woman coming into a more um, – empowered place or releasing those old beliefs about limited capabilities or limited possibilities? Hmm. That's a really good question. Hmm. I think 
that being in the moment. I think that having a practice that you develop yourself, um, that each person develops themselves from whatever tools seem, um, you know, to work for you in your life. You know, most of us have tried all different kinds of things that are listening to a call like this or an interview like this. And, you know, whether it's reading books or it's um, looking at stories of women who have gone before, people like Lynn Twist. I mean, she's a wonderful book out there on the soul of money. Um, mm-hmm. just, just a lot of different um, learning or, or wisdom that we can draw from what's around us, plus experiential learning to work with your own self and, you know, do something like breathing or take a walk every day and just take a step back from, from yourself so you can see your life. I think we get so busy, and, and women especially, we're such multitaskers. We, you know, mothers and career people now and, you know, running a household and cooking and trying to grow food in the garden and have hens and have eggs. I mean, they're just – you know, so much that women today are doing all the time, and um, I think the need to step back and be is very important for all of us mm. to be to be with nature. Nature is the divine feminine, you know, the Mother Earth. She's there teaching us how to support, um, how to balance, how to come into balance. So I think stepping away from technology every day for our at least a half an hour, taking a walk, sitting by a tree, and finding a way to connect to the divine flow, the inner feminine, the inner masculine for them in turn, bring them into balance. Probably one of the most powerful things that we can do is learn to be. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it is. And it is, um, it is the divine feminine that being state. So I love that you shared that. So we are coming to the end of our time together. So is there anything else you want to add before we wrap this up? I want to say thank you for doing this, Joni. I think it's a wonderful idea. I can't wait to see all the programs and the different women that you're speaking with. And it's been a pleasure speaking with you today. Thank you. It's been my pleasure to have you on, and I, I want to thank you again for being here and want to share um, that if folks or when folks want to contact you or find out more about your work, that they can reach you at wisdomword.com and that you are offering your Abundance from the Garden 30-day affirmation plan there, so you can check it out, and lots of other um, possibilities. I know you do a Sunday call that usually lasts for, what, a series of 12 weeks? Ten weeks. Mm-hmm. Ten weeks, and then you also do individual um, sessions with people. Yes? Yeah, we do sessions in person on the phone um, uh, workshops and we'll be offering a lot of online classes and uh, we have a YouTube channel uh, Wisdom Word again it's Wisdom Word Melissa Halsey I think you'll find me on YouTube with clips from full moon channeling so we're trying to get the information out there as much as we can these days and taking advantage of some of this new technology as you are. (laughs) Yes. Wonderful. 
So I want to say thank you to our listeners, and thank you again, Melissa. And until our next episode, I encourage you to always trust what your heart knows. Thanks for listening to Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow with Joni Advent Maher. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share our podcast with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review our podcast at iTunes.